0: the only person who can hold you accountable for anything is you. And to be successful, you must develop the mental honesty and courage to own your thinking, actions, and results. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Great to be back with you, conscious investor. Today, I'm excited about this end of the year mindset series that we're involved with right now. The next four episodes and last week's episode are all geared towards supporting you and really, truly. Coming through 2023 so that you can enter 2024 with FIRE. Now, remember, we're not locked in with time. It's not like, oh, only January 1st to December 31st. We can be doing this at any point. We can always be using these strategies to review where we currently are and where we were. Some of the topics that we're really going to dive into today that I know are going to support you is, hey, did our goals deliver? How do we adequately review our year? And our year doesn't have to mean only the chronological year, right? As I've already mentioned, you could be going back six months. You could go back the previous quarter. We can really apply these skills to a lot of things, but we have to have some type of way to know how do we go about um, reviewing and evaluating a period of time, And then we're also going to dive into accountability. What is it? How can I apply it into my life? Might surprise you. We're going to talk about going big. So many of us are playing so small and we're just kind of like little turtles pulling our heads back inside of our little shells and playing it safe. And the world is not benefited by us doing that. But how do we actually step up and play big? And how do we be totally completely awesome and okay with that? (laughs) At the end of this episode, for those of you who are a committed conscious investor, there is a super, super special opportunity for you and you alone. I'm actually going to be leaving a direct number for you committed conscious investors. I'm not going to dive into it now, but if you stay with me to the end, I have a really exciting opportunity and it's an ask of the Conscious Investor community, basically saying like, hey, how do we rally together? How do we support each other? Here's a number. Let's figure this out together because this is not the Julie show. This is the Conscious Investor podcast. And this is here for you and for our community. Now so many amazing things to dive into, but I would be remiss. Um, I'm just so grateful for all of you longtime Conscious Investor listeners who have taken a moment to rate and review the Conscious Investor podcast. It really means the world to me because I'm here literally seemingly talking to myself in my studio right now. (laughs) And Unless I have that feedback, I have no idea how it's landing for you. So, for those of you who have left readings and reviews, or those of you who have sent me emails or shared the podcast on social media and such, I just want to give a huge, huge thank you. Recently, it's not coming out until January, but recently I had my friend Hal Elrod on the show. And if you don't know Hal yet, you need to go and connect up on his social platforms. And then also he just re-released an updated version of the Miracle Morning book. I love the new cover to it, but he added so much more information, including a topic we've spoken about here on the podcast, which is having a slowing down, like the closing of the day routine. He's added so much to the book. You don't want to miss it. I also want to give a huge shout out because Hal took time and he left a review on the Conscious Investor podcast. And he says, Five stars. Conscious Investor is the best. Julie Holly is such a light in the world and particularly in the investing space, focusing on more than just financial returns. She inspires you to think differently about your life. I'm so grateful that Hal, who had an extremely busy schedule, was willing to take time just to give a shout out and a support. And that's the kind of person that Hal is. And I appreciate him so much as a friend and as his like greater contribution in the world. When he and I met in June in person, I realized, oh my gosh, Hal's message and the Conscious Investor community messages and what we are all about is very much in line. So go check out. I think it might be pre-order still It might be coming out in December, which is like just days away. So get your pre-order copy of Miracle Morning. And I do know if you go to his website to order it, there are all sorts of really cool bonuses. All right. Hal didn't even ask me to do that, by the way. (laughs) He's just so freaking awesome and a good friend. And I just want to support everything that he's doing because I know it will support you as well. Okay. Are we ready to dive on in one more special announcement? I'll give a little tidbit here, but I know we want to get into the meat and potatoes. And so I want you to know, Something else I'll add at the end is an opportunity for you to sign up for a really special, a live training that I'm going to do. I've never offered this before. I am making this accessible as possible for people who are working on the weekdays. I just don't give up Saturday mornings but I believe in this and I believe in supporting you and in our community coming together. So stick with me to the end. So I guess there are going to be two fun things at the end for the you committed conscious investors. All right. Here's the deal. I guess I need to catch my breath a little bit also, but we have to take time to pause and reflect on our gear. It is so critical and important that we do that. But how do we adequately review where we've been and where we're headed? That's what we're going to jump into right now. Now, conscious investor, you know, I'm totally honest with you every step of the way, and I'm going to be completely transparent here. I don't always track all the stats and numbers about the podcast really religiously and very well. And that's not the best practice to have. When I was a classroom teacher, right, we had to monitor students and their grades and their progress. And so I understand the power of that. What we focus on grows and we need to know where things stand along the way. I'll share with you some of the struggles I have with that. And maybe that will resonate with you. And maybe this isn't a struggle for you, but I am sure and very certain that you know somebody that is battling some of these things. So we're going to go through three different areas, reasons why we might have some resistance to even doing this reflective practice. And every year I inch my way quite a bit forward, but it feels painful. It feels like a Very painful growth, but it's very, very necessary. So the first thing is that we're hardwired. We are hardwired as human beings to protect ourselves, right? And in years and years and years ago, we won't even get into how many years ago because it doesn't matter because for us, it actually still affects us right now. But we have that primitive brain, that hardwiring, that fight or flight sensation It's part of how our brain functions and operates. We are into self-preservation, into self-protection. And as we are doing this, we actually prevent ourselves from taking the most important steps. So I mentioned the podcast stats and tracking social metrics and things like that. I suppose one of the things I say is, oh my gosh, they're just vanity numbers and things like that. They don't really show. You show me what really matters when you reach out to me, right? That to me is the most important thing. However, I do need to be dipping into those. And while I'm applying this to podcasts, um, you might apply this to other areas of your life. Maybe you don't want to go and check that financial account of yours. Maybe it's a brokerage account. Maybe it's an investment account. Maybe it's your checking account or a credit card account, whatever it is, you might be feeling resistance to go and check that account. You might be feeling resistance, especially around the holiday season of stepping on the scale and seeing like, okay, where am I at? Now, I happen to have one of those scales that Super Rad Steve bought it. And it is also Super Rad because it doesn't just track your number, your weight number It actually tracks all sorts of other things like your muscle mass, your bone density, things like that. So I highly recommend picking up a scale like this. it's super easy to use. And it's really interesting. But we can have that resistance because we're anxious. We're so anxious about like, oh, no, we want to protect ourselves. We want to keep ourselves comfortable. And knowing the truth can sometimes be disruptive. And so we just maybe tuck it away and avoid it. Not a healthy practice in any part of our lives. Being up to date, understanding where we are is that freedom that we are looking for. We talk about personal freedom on the show all the time, and we are surrendering our agency, our ownership of ourselves when we are subordinate to these other things. When we say, I'm just not going to check that. I'm just not going to look into that. It's saying that has this power over me in my life, and I'm going to let it have that power over me in this area. That's not a life of freedom. So, conscious investor, I want to encourage you to really just say, okay, this is uncomfortable and that's okay, but I can step into this and have full agency in my life over every single part of my life. Another side of this is that sometimes we don't want to pull open the curtains because we don't really know what we're looking for, right? We're unsure. We lacked clarity and we were just winging it. And so we're like, we don't even know. Did it work? Did it not work? I'm really not sure. So mm, yes, I don't really need to check in. And one final reason, it's not a final as in there aren't any other reasons, but for our purposes today is that we can be ashamed or embarrassed. Because we didn't really go for it. We had some type of inner resistance, a conflict, because it's like, I don't know that I can really jump into this and go for it. So I'm just going to put half of myself in. We might do this. And honestly, I have a tendency to do this myself where sometimes I'm scared to really commit and go all in. I know that might seem surprising into something because I'm scared of failing. So this is part where it reveals some perfectionistic qualities and attributes, right? And so instead of going all in and risking failing at something, you jump in and you could just kind of quasi do it like, oh yeah, I tried it. I did pretty good. In fact, recently, Super Red Steve and I took the kids rock climbing. We had to drive down to uh, Spokane, Washington. They have a fantastic indoor climbing gym. It's so much fun. Felt Phenomenal to be back in a climbing setting. It was something I used to do all the time in college in my early 20s. And so I was like, oh, this is great. And I'm going to be totally honest I was on this route and it was painful because I had to do this huge setback. I used to be able to on site like 512 for you who know climbing, you know, that's super awesome. And now it's like, Oh, cool. I'm doing climbing five, eight, five, nine. Woo. Go me. Right. And so I'm going up this route and it was a, I don't know, five, eight or five, nine route. It was a longer route. And that's why I like this gym. Cause it has, you know, just a breadth, the highest walls that I've been around here in the Pacific Northwest. And this wall, I go through the crux, the most difficult, complicated move of this, right, and. I'm just tired. And I'm just going to be honest. I kind of just half asked it at that point. I got through the crux and then like, oh, is it even worth it going to the top? Right. And so that can be indicative of this whole, like, mm, I don't know that I want to go all in. I don't know that I want to have that feeling the rest of the day where I just can't grip anything because I've not climbed in so long. And I just don't want to have Experience the level of discomfort I know that is going to come with me pushing myself. Maybe that resonates with you. Maybe some of you don't want the attention that comes with being like totally awesome. Maybe that's going to put you in the limelight and you just are avoiding that. And so we don't have to go through life in that way. I have some favorite quotes that I'd like to draw from. And let's just start with that whole awesome sentiment right there recently i listened to hero on a mission by donald miller if you're watching on youtube there's hero on a mission it was so powerful as an audiobook and so well read well done donald miller that i immediately ordered a copy of the hardback book to have um, and he says this a hero is not ashamed to want something This really landed for me, and I'm sure you can imagine why after I just shared my rock climbing example and my chasing stats, actually not chasing them example and such, right? He says, a person's reasoning for wanting nothing in life might go like this. When people want things, it ruins the environment and leads to murder, pillage, and deceit. I don't want to be one of those people. So I don't want to want anything. Then he says, but not wanting anything because some people want unhealthy things is not a sufficient answer, nor does it address the world's problems. Let's not pretend not wanting anything is somehow noble. All human advancement has happened because a person or group of people wanted something. He goes on, and this is a powerful section. It's on page 61, if you have the book, that's where I was reading from. And so I want to encourage you that as we're going through this, and don't worry, I'm going to get into four specific tactics in a moment, but it's good to want things. And so for me, I have to put that perfectionistic tendency in check and say, it's okay if I want to serve the world powerfully. It's okay if I want to have the conscious investor as a movement globally, that's okay. I can want big things. What big things do you want in your life? It doesn't have to be a global movement. It might mean I want my kids to be able to go to the best schools. I want to be able to travel with my spouse so that we can have these experiences together. It might mean I want to be able to volunteer in the public school classroom so I can be helpful to the educators there and an influence in the students' lives. You see, we can want things in a lot of different capacities and can show up in such different ways. So powerful. As we're talking about this in line with this is another favorite author of mine, John Acuff. Again, I started with the audiobook. And You see, I'm holding this up on YouTube. This is the only like, seriously, probably one of the only books I've ever bought on used. I don't buy used books because you can see, I actually take care of my books the front covers, everything like that. And I don't like having dunked up. I know that's a total sidebar. I'm a little particular about my books, (laughs) but John Acuff, he's a phenomenal author and speaker. And one of the things that I appreciate about his work is that it's hilarious, but pointed in case in point, he says, I learned a simple lesson about being awesome. Always play to the size of your heart, not the size of your audience. He says, awesome doesn't let the crowd determine the size of performance. Awesome gets up for two people or 200 people. Awesome has a huge heart and that's what it always plays to. The size of the crowd doesn't matter. The applause of the audience doesn't matter. The money you make singing doesn't matter. Okay. He goes on to say, if you live your life that way, the results become gravy instead of the missing ingredient to your joy. If you grab hold of this concept, you can start living an awesome life right this second. So I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with one of these three areas of self-protection, self-preservation, if you're struggling with creating the clarity, or if you're ashamed and embarrassed to actually go big, I want you to think about being awesome about being the hero of your life, of your story, because you're not doing the world a service by playing small. So you're like, Julie, I thought we're going to talk about how to evaluate our year-end goals. Yes, but we needed to set a stage for that. So let's go ahead and let's dive into how we're going to create some year-end goals. And then we'll talk a little bit about accountability. What I have found is that there are four areas that we can evaluate with our goals and with our year. In fact, if you didn't start the year or the quarter or whatever you're reviewing with a specific, clear, measurable goal, by the way, remember, I don't like SMART goals. They need to have an F at the end because our feelings need to be involved. Go back to the previous episode. But as we're evaluating these things, here are four areas that we can reflect on, okay? First of all, whatever it is that we're evaluating, let's just, in a sense, pick it out of thin air, off the spreadsheet, whatever it is, hold it in place. Now we're going to say, was this a bridge? Meaning a bridge goal is something that you do temporarily that gets you where you want or need to go. When I was still teaching, I had a bridge. It was painful. It was absolutely painful. I woke up at three in the morning for just a few months because this was a bridge. It was not forever. And I knew it wasn't forever. I knew this was a bridge goal. I was just finding my way over a gap in order to leave education and go into full-time investing and coaching. I needed a bridge. That meant I needed to put in some extra time so that I could get to where I wanted to go. I did that. It was short. It was not forever. It was not permanent. And that is the point of bridge goals. Okay. And so as you review your year, you might identify some bridges that you had in your year that you didn't even realize you had. Okay. There are ways that we compensate so that we can get to where we want to go. You might also intentionally bake in some bridges into your coming year, into the next season that you are planning for. One way I'm doing that, and this is absolutely insane. And you guys are going to think I am crazy, but I'm just going to be so transparent with you. Um, I actually released a really great virtual assistant from my company, fantastic virtual assistant. I noticed that there were areas that were out of my line of sight. I wasn't managing everything really well. And I basically decided I'm going to throw a clog in the wheel, right? Use a real Dutch phrase and just like, let things kind of break apart and see what is superfluous. What doesn't matter? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to pour into? Because I was lacking clarity. And I know that sounds like Julie cannot believe you did that to find clarity, But I couldn't see it. I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm just going to make a really drastic move here because it's imperative that I have clarity. It's been serving itself very well, but that is a bridge in my life that will help me better identify some of the key players that we'll be hiring for in the next season. It's just a bridge. It's not permanent. It's raising my awareness in a very painful way. It's making me find that line of sight. And the other element with this particular bridge is that I wasn't really sure how I was showing up and that was making me sad. And as soon as we start losing joy in what we do, we need to pull back and say, all right, hold on. We're supposed to love everything that we do as my buddy, not really my buddy. He's not a Peter Drucker, but I think his essays are phenomenal, but you know, we're supposed to pursue, do what we love, pursue what we love. And I was starting to find resistance in my life. So if you've noticed that I haven't been as present on social media, now you have an indicator as to why. I really believe in being transparent. I believe in showing up organically and authentically. And i have started to feel like I was losing sense of that. So this is my bridge. Clog in the wheel is my bridge. So we have to look for where were the bridges, And what bridges do I need to build to move forward? The next area we're going to look at is what was good. Good is the enemy of great. So there are a lot of good things that happened over this past year. There were a lot of really important things that happened over the past year for me. They were really, really good. But I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I know you do too, conscious investor. So we need to identify what is good, but not great because we can release it from our life. There are going to be some big changes for myself in the next season because I'm like, nope, that was really good, but that's going to prevent me. It will take my time away from pouring into the one thing that was going to actually be truly great. Now, some of you are still wondering, I don't know what my one thing is. By the way, Gary Keller is kind of the one who has that quote, right? Who created the one thing. And that is his book. Pick it up. Read it. Really helpful. Peter Drucker, in his essay, you've heard me reference this before, managing oneself. He says, do not try to change yourself. You are unlikely to succeed, but work hard to improve the way you perform. And try not to take on work you cannot perform or will only perform poorly. He goes on to say a little bit later, a few pages over, maybe 10 pages over. He says, successful careers are not planned. They develop when people are prepared for opportunities because they know their strengths, they know their method of work and their values. Knowing where one belongs can transform an ordinary person hardworking and competent, but otherwise mediocre into an outstanding performer. Just think about that for a moment, maybe hit the 15 second back button and listen to that quote again. The important thing here is good, mediocre, it just is. But if we want to be truly great, even if we are just average or even a little bit mediocre, if we are focused, we can truly become great. Identify some of the things Over the past year, that you either baked into your goals or you're just reviewing your year and you're realizing that was really good. But wow, where I want to go, that's not going to lead to the greatness I want. That will actually be a good distraction. And I'm putting air quotes up for that good distraction for you, amazing listeners. So we want to make sure that we're extracting that out and saying, you served me well, I appreciate what you showed me, I appreciate how you helped me get to where I am now, and now I release you. Then we're gonna look for one more area, the last area is really easy and fun. We're gonna look for goals and things that we did that were completely in line. So when we review, again, to our baked goals, or just reviewing our year, what was completely in line, with what you want to generate, contribute, or create during the next season. Just pause. There are things that you have done that are like, yes, more of that more. Yes. That was awesome. It was completely like, I felt alive. I felt joy. I felt electrified. And I just didn't want to stop doing it because I could see what that was creating and generating. Those are in line goals. They get to stay. That get to go to the next final part. And if you're with me and I do this in a session, it's actually a funnel, right? And all of these things funnel down to what gets to move forward with you. Okay. So we found our bridge goals. We're like, okay, we have to have bridges sometimes in life. Not a big deal. We found the good that's robbing us of the great. We've removed them from our life. We found the things that are completely in line. And now we know exactly what is going to move forward with us into the next year. I want to touch for a moment on accountability. Uh, if you have not read the 12 week year, again, you know, I love books. Reading changes your life. It is the best 12 to $25 investment you can possibly make. Buy books, read the books, and guess what? Reading them in a book, book form is actually more powerful than audio books. It's just a reality. Obviously I'm a podcaster. I love audio content and I'm a huge audio consumer. However, make sure you're actually buying and reading book books because it activates a different part of our brain. We are more focused. We are more present. We are more engaged when we're actually doing the old fashioned reading. All right. (laughs) Soapbox moment over. I know that served you well. Brian Moran says in this book, when you understand that true accountability is about choice and taking ownership of your choices, everything changes. You move from resistance to empowerment, from limits to possibilities, and from mediocrity to greatness. The only person, I'm going to repeat that, the only person who can hold you accountable for anything is you. And to be successful, you must develop the mental honesty and courage to own your thinking, actions, and results. Going back full circle to having personal freedom, having agency, it means having this level of accountability in your life. You are the only person who can hold yourself accountable. Okay. And if you want to be successful, I love that he used the word courage. You have to have the mental honesty and courage to own your thinking, action, and results. You can read more about that in the 12-week year. He also wrote, and I read it, I've referenced it before, unaccountability. And unaccountability is really a bridge between 12-week year and accountability. Lots of crossover between those two bodies of work. So I wanna encourage you that as you are reviewing your year, Whatever that year or period looks like, I want you to have that mental honesty and courage to look at, to review, to overcome those natural defense mechanisms that we have for self-protection and preservation to really start saying, I have to be clear about what it is I'm generating. And it's okay. In fact, it's great that I want things like Donald Miller was pointing out. It's okay that I want to be. XYZ that I want to create or generate XYZ. And I can do that. Like John Acuff says, I can be awesome. Awesome is a good thing. And the world needs you to not be playing small because that's not doing the world a favor. So as you are reviewing your year, enjoy this process, funnel everything down from bridge and good, get rid of the good, find the things that are in line, and then you'll know these things get to move forward. Now, two special opportunities. I said, Hey, committed conscious investors, those of you who are staying to the end of this, I have two really special things. First of all, for the first time in I think forever, I think it is an actual very, very first time I've ever, I know it's the first time for this. Let me get to it. I am actually offering a goal setting webinar. And it's not going to be a webinar where it's a recording of me. I'm actually going to be live in person the entire time, start to finish. And this goal setting session is not a typical goal setting session. We're not going to sit around and set smart goals. Obviously, that's not in line with the conscious investor. Not that smart goals are bad, but we're going to be going, approaching our goals in a new, fresh way that will be deeply meaningful, that will impact how you are setting up your goals for whatever season you are entering into i like to do this every year in november december personally because it really sets me up mentally to go into the year in with power with thunder right i'm not oh it's january let's set our goals it's oh no i've reflected on the past year and this is what we we're doing through these episodes and i've reflected and i've found my clarity and now I'm ready. I'm ready for you 2024 or whatever year it is. You can join me. And again, first time for a lot of things with this, I'm going to do this twice because some of you have responded on social media that I was looking for what times work for people. So I'm really trying to make this accessible because my goal is to support you conscious investor in really, truly activating everything that God has created you with to contribute to this world. We don't want to live shadow lives. So Tuesday, December 5th, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, there will be a 90 minute session available. I'm also going to have one other 90 minute session available for goal setting Saturday, December 9th, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. So there are two dates that if you are interested and saying, I'm ready to take my goals to the next level, I'm ready to have goals that are deeply aligned with me, that actually excite me, that actually generate feelings within me, then this is for you. If you wanna be the architect of your life, this is for you. If you're done playing small, if you are done living a shadow life, this is for you. Okay, these is so important that we are setting these goals and generating the momentum and energy that we need. So, again, recap on that goal setting session is taking place December 5th. It's a Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time or Saturday morning. Okay, listen, and I'm telling you that Saturday morning, you can come in your pajamas, come as you are. It is a Saturday morning. I do not typically do anything on Saturday mornings. It's sacred time, but I do understand that is a time that works for a lot of people who are working Monday through Friday. So, you know, come as you are, you don't need to do anything special. Um, December 9th, 830 AM Pacific time, 1130 AM Eastern time. All right. Final announcement. Again, something else I've never done, but I'm throwing this out to you. And If you've listened this long, then I know that you're interested in this. And I'm going to give just a slight backstory. Part of putting that clog in that wheel was me realizing how much I truly want to be connected with you, Conscious Investor, like to actually connect our community in a stronger, more profound way. So I've been doing some research into different apps, different programs, like how can we actually connect up? Do we have to be on a social platform or can we find some other platform that's off of the social platforms? Do we want to? All of that. I could make a ton of decisions, but it's not the Julie show. It's the Conscious Investor community. And so I want to reach out to you and I'd love to hear back from you. I'm going to give you my direct number. I know that's crazy, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. All right. So I want to hear back from you as to what would serve you best. Okay. Would it be great to just have a group text type thing? And that wouldn't be where your number is revealed, but you would be able to text with me. I want our community to be connected. Would you like to really dive into the Facebook group? Because there is a private Facebook group available, but it's pretty dormant. I haven't loved on it too much because I've been unsure I've lacked clarity. There are lots of things I'd like to do, but I don't know if it should be in a private Facebook group or if we should pull that in are other platforms where it would just be us, no social platforms involved. It's like completely off the social world in, in our own little bubble. So let me know, send me a text to 208-278-6235. And let me know if that's of any interest to you. Let me know if you are interested in really getting to know other like-minded conscious investors from across the country and around the world. Let me know how you would like to connect. So would it be helpful if I sent some encouraging text messages your way? Let me know that. Would it be helpful if we had our own private community off social platforms? Yeah, let me know. If you have another idea, let me know because Really, I want to amplify your voices. Uh, You know, we all have our areas of expertise where we can support each other. And we want to truly be the champions for each other. We want to support each other in the challenges we face. And we also want to celebrate the victories that so many of you have. Those victories should not be celebrated in silence. So let me know. Let me know what's going to serve you best. Again, that number is 208. 278 6235. Shoot me a text message. I will respond to you. And this is part of what we're changing as we go into 24. There are going to be some big changes. I already have some things baked in. I'm so excited. And that comes from going through this process myself over actually last month, just in preparation for this. Conscious investor, you are amazing. And I'm so excited for what God has in store for you over this next period of time. I'm excited for your greater contribution and your willingness to be tenacious in developing that and curating it so that you can really, truly give that to the world. It is completely worth it. Until next time, cheers to health, mindset, and wealth. Are you enjoying this episode? Do the world a favor and help trick the algorithm by leaving a review so that this content reaches many others.